Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. He's the man with all the answers. Tennessee AD Danny White with us at our broadcast site, 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, Big Orange Caravan in Music City. Uh, a lot going on, a lot of momentum across the board. I know we're all pointing towards football season, but you're coming off a, a very a very good uh, basketball season, and the baseball team's doing great things. Yeah, really excited about uh, what all our teams are doing across the board. We're having a strong spring, got a chance to finish with one of our best ever all-sports you know, point uh, finishes in terms of nationally and, and within the SEC. So gives us something to continue to work on. And you know, we, we just got a great roster of coaches and got to continue to find ways to support them and keep building things up. I have long uh, not been a big college baseball guy or college baseball fan, but even me, <laughs> I have to pay attention to this group uh, with Tony Vitello and, and what he's done and the amount of fun this group has every single night. Uh, what's it been like seeing this growth of the program now the number one team in America? Yeah, I didn't know I was coming to a baseball school. I, I, <laughs> exactly. I, I got Who here knew? about 15 months ago, and the baseball team's on fire. Who knew? Oh, Who it's knew? Been so much fun. And it, so last spring was my first opportunity also to kind of see how our fan base reacts to a, a winning team. And, uh, you know, we had the block party and just huge crowds out at, at, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And, and now for us to be sold out just about every game this spring. And it's, it's an awesome environment, and you can see – Tony's personality and, and, and the culture he's built with that program, those, those guys play with so much confidence, and uh, they're never out of a game, that's for sure. <laughs> I think we saw that last weekend. When he gets suspended for four games, do you have a conversation with him? Do you talk to him after that? Or I, is it just, hey, we're number one in the country, everything's fine, let's keep it rolling? I think he'd be the first to say that he doesn't want to get suspended. You yeah. know, sometimes <laughs> things happen, uh, and in that sport we see that, that happen uh, the, the emotions uh, uh, you know, get get riled up on, on occasion, but uh, he's he's doing a, a phenomenal job, uh, you know, building a program, and uh, we're we're going to continue to rally behind him and, and, and the team and see see where we can go this year. Where are we headed? And uh, th- this is a loaded question, but you're in position to give us the best answer. Where are we headed in college athletics? Where 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 are the tent pole issues that? We hope that we'll have some structure, and if they're not solved, we're headed down a path for that in the next five to seven years. Do we even know? Uh, the tent's got a whole lot of poles. Uh, I, I think that there's. How there, do you plan for that, not knowing? Yeah, we. There, there's an element of kind of blocking and tackling. So coming to Tennessee, obviously, with the, the the challenges we had in our football program, that that in itself is is a big a big job. Yes. Yes. Uh, to come at the time when then all of these things are happening, whether it's transfer portal or NIL or uh, I mean, there's there's so many massive sea change things happening across college sports, and uh, so we try to be on the front end as much as possible. Some of these things we're, we're going to take a little bit of a wait and see approach. I, I think 
some, sometimes you can be a little ahead of yourself. I, I like to be a first mover in everything. And as I think about my role as a sports marketer and, uh, and trying to build a fan base and, and a fan experience and things like that. But when you're talking about this NIL space, it's, it's a little bit precarious. And we're, we find ourselves in this world where we don't really know where it's going to go. And um, uh, I don't know that that's uh, the best feeling. But uh, I, what I do know is Tennessee is going to be in a really strong position regardless of the outcome because of our market, our, our, our position in the state of Tennessee, and our fan base. If Is the SEC in position, in your opinion, to have parameters set to lead college sports down a path, or does that put the SEC in a bad spot if they start having you know uh, a list of rules and regulations when no one else is doing that? Are willing to step up and take the lead. I think the conversation nationally is to have less rules. You know, we're having a transformation committee with uh, Division One uh, at, at the NCAA level and talking about deregulating. And I, I think that you know I've worked in college sports and been around it my entire life. I don't know that NCAA manual. It's it's, <laughs> no. it's yeah. like 500 pages. I think we need to simplify everything and then and then hold each other accountable in a more timely way, uh, where we have simpler rules but we follow them. And, and there's there's. Uh, uh, again, some uh, pretty serious level of accountability around that. You're renovating Neyland Stadium, uh, working on some baseball additions also, and you're now in a market that's competitive in terms of donors. Uh, I'm sure you're going to donors and saying, hey, you know, can we get your commitment to this? And some donors are saying, I may give my money to a collective or to a player to help you know, the football team, to help keep this guy from transferring or this player in basketball from transferring. How difficult has that been to navigate for someone in your position who's a known, very good fundraiser in your time at different places? I think that uh, the strength of the of our donor base, our alumni base, is is it's unbelievable, and it's a big part of why I wanted to come to Tennessee. I, I think we have a chance to build the best athletic department in the country, and our, our donors, our our market, our fans are the biggest reason why. And so, if you look at the history of Tennessee athletics. Our high water mark for a major gift commitment was, I think the most we ever got in a year was around 60. Normally we're in the 40 to 50 range. We've got 185 this, this year when there's still a couple months left. Uh, our development team with the Tennessee Fund has done a phenomenal job of launching a new uh, major gift program we call the Shareholder Society. And people believe in what we're trying to do. We want to bring back the, the, the big bad Tennessee of, of back in the day. And, and when we were our best version of ourselves, we had a ton of competitive advantages. We had one of the biggest budgets in the country. We had the best facilities. We got to get all those advantages back, and we got to do it quick. Chad uh, mentioned your baseball coach, who's who's doing quite well. Uh, we're, ta- we're talking. <laughs> we're talking uh, to to the three coaches of of your three biggest programs. Uh, I, what's it like to be a, uh, an athletics director who doesn't have any questions? about those four jobs or those four programs. I imagine if you have questions there, that's always priority one. When you don't have questions there, you're allowed to go next level. Sure, and, and it, I feel fortunate to have inherited a lot of really good coaches. Obviously, those four were in a strong place from an integrity standpoint, leadership standpoint. All four of them care about the kids and do it the right way. They have a great culture in their program. 
and we're, we're winning at a high level. Uh, and, and, and those programs are uh, on an upward trajectory. So it makes my job easy. I can focus on, you know, our, our coaches, they're, they're recruiting. They'll be recruiting later tonight. They're, they're in the here and now at all times. My job is to think two, three, four, five years down the road as we're thinking about capital projects and continuing to, to uh, get our season ticket base back to where we were. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, that's a good point. It's a, something that uh, having such strong coaches in those roles really frees me up a, uh, a lot. So you're a competitive guy. You grew up playing sports. You were a college basketball player at Notre Dame. Uh, I'm sure you're competitive in your family. Take us through the emotions of being the athletic director at Tennessee when your brother Mike White comes to town with his Florida team or now with his Georgia team. Can you separate things there, or is it completely impossible? I'm guessing it's impossible. It's the most awkward thing in the world. I mean, I, I want to win every single game we play, yeah. uh, and I, but I also don't want him to lose. So obviously, one of those has got to give. Uh, certainly, ultimately, I want to win. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't enjoy it, especially my first year. Uh, last, last season, we had a couple critical games. One of them was basically a playoff game for who was going to get the, the double bye in the SEC tournament. Uh, and, and we were able to, to, to get that one. So, yeah, it's, a, it's not, not the most comfortable thing, but we, we figure it out. Has anything recently been brought up in, in conference expansion beyond what we were going through last July with, with Oklahoma and Texas? No. That, that no buzz at all? Hadn't been a conversation. I, I think uh, a lot of conversation around uh, welcoming those two in and, and what that looks like from a scheduling standpoint and all the different sports and a lot of excitement around the conference to add those two brands. I mean, this is already the best conference in America to add Oklahoma and Texas to what we offer in, in so many sports. It's it's pretty big time. I can't wait. Uh, and it uh, gives us a chance where, you know, the winner of the SEC in just about every sport should be a serious contender winning the national championship. Is it an immediate yes when presented with the opportunity for Texas and Oklahoma to join the conference? Or are there a lot of questions that's asked of the league when that's presented? I, I mean, I, I'm not the commissioner, but I would I would think it's a no-brainer for anybody. I, I don't know I don't know that any conference was going to say to Oklahoma and Texas, uh, let me get back to you on that one. Yeah. I think anybody would have taken them pretty quickly. Uh, they're you know tradition rich, historic programs, great schools, great alumni bases, and uh, they're, they're going to add a lot to the league. Well, I ask because Texas A&M, you know, the, the reports out they voted against it because of the Texas problems there. I'm guessing everyone else in the conference said, no, this is this is a no-brainer for us. If there's no animosity there with those schools i think there's a lot of excitement yeah a lot of excitement i don't think we're done i don't think we're done adding teams personally we'll see see. i I, I don't know that anyone can tell where where college sports is going right now and uh i I certainly don't have a crystal ball but um we're in a strong position uh, at tennessee and in in the southeastern conference for sure chad's been hitting on this there will be the haves and the have-nots and you want to ensure that the real estate that you're purchasing or buying you know, there's value in it moving forward and jumping in on NIL at any level or the transfer portal, embracing what's available, sets you up for the long term. Well, and I, I'm a Tennessee grad, so I, I see it firsthand. It, it's the hunger of the fan base, and I'm sure you saw it when you got here. Mm-hmm. I really thought that with all these changes, a program like Tennessee, I'll throw Arkansas in that mix also, programs that were once very proud in football, that had fallen on hard times, and they had an extremely hungry fan base. Uh, and we've seen that with atmospheres in, in Knoxville this year, yeah. the hunger of the fan base. How do you channel that hunger and make it go in the right direction 
for what you need to do and what you want to do. Yeah, and we're working hard on that. I, I think it's it's important that we make it easy uh, it's and simple for folks to, to support us. And that's, you know, buy a hat, buy a T-shirt, buy a single-game ticket, be a season ticket holder, be a donor to the Tennessee Fund if you can. Uh, a lot of the things we did to, to uh, really change a pretty massive shift in our per-seat giving, separating out football and basketball and now baseball, to make it simpler to, to, to make that transaction and buy a ticket, get our season ticket base back up. Uh, we got to do a good job of explaining and educating our, our fans on how they can be a part of it and why their role matters. The reason Tennessee used to be one of the elite programs in the country is because, again, we had all those advantages because of this fan base. So uh, we're going to continue to work to do a better job of making it easy to support us. Random on the way out, you're sitting here with two cell phones. Yep. Are there days where, or maybe it's daily, where you say, "Man, I just need one cell phone." Like you want to chuck <laughs> or the no other one. or no cell phones? How Actually, about that? So I have a family phone, and the whole okay. plan was so that sometimes I could put the work phone down, even if it's for a half hour, maybe go for a run. And I never do put the work phone down, so now I'm carrying around two phones. <laughs> There's no need for two. I mean, you're on one the entire time. I'm guessing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Is the ringer off on it's both a good of them? Try. They're on. Uh, I got them on vibrate. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, fair yeah. enough. You yeah. can reach. You can reach Danny White uh, no matter which number you're calling. How many texts are you going to have at the conclusion of this interview when we say goodbye to you right now? Just a guess. On I, which phone? I don't know. On the on the business phone. <laughs> There's no telling. No. There's no telling. Good to see you. Yeah, y'all too. And, Appreciate uh, y'all having so me. Congrats on all the success early on and and. Continue continued success down the road no question we'll keep working at it i think uh i think the best is yet to come danny white has been our guest from the university of tennessee